Hi everybody, welcome to this High Five interview with Zach Cara. He is one half of the Bournemouth Straight Teeth team, uh, which he'll explain a bit more about, I'm sure. Uh, the, the, other, the other half is his wife, Tash. Um, today, we just he's been one of our clients for a while and a good friend. Um, we thought we'd give a bit about his story, a bit about his view on what's happening in dentistry. Don't worry, it's not about boring kind of corona stuff. Hopefully, it's a bit more uh, positive, optimistic, because uh, uh, Zach's that type of guy. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Zach, uh, could you kind of introduce yourself and give us yeah. a bit about your story in your own mm, words? Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Zach. I'm a dentist based in, based in Bournemouth, as Dan just sort of said. Um, I'm not Bournemouth born and bred. I was born in South East London. Um, my parents from um, East African Asian heritage, you can probably tell. Um, and uh, my, roots, my roots mean a lot to me in that sense. Um, when I kind of reflect now, um, I realise that my roots of having been brought up um, in a Roman Catholic primary school in leafy kent um surrounded by blonde haired blue-eyed people um mean that i kind of grew up in a world where i was always trying to change people's perceptions of things for the better um so yeah i kind of when i look back now particularly you know you mentioned corona we've just had a time when we've just been kicking back at home and thinking about the world for probably the most deeply that we ever have um I, I think, you know, that's really why I've come into a world where I am in dentistry now. Um, I love changing people's perceptions of dentistry for the better. Um, I look after quite a lot of people who walk in the door, as we all do, and hate the environment that they're in. And I've always kind of tried to turn dentistry into more of a fun-loving kind of experience, I suppose. Um, kind of where people feel comfortable and they tell other people about us. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I am going to uh, uh, try and get a bit more info on, on. Um, uh, and it depends how much details you want to re reveal. Because I, I think can reveal anything you like. Yeah, you've had a, a fairly, your business model, I think, was particularly innovative. Uh, I think it was very clever um, in how you, you could build a separate brand and not take on the burden of having a kind of large fixed cost base. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the team element of, of how you've done it um is, is is just quite a powerful story so if you could talk about your your yeah. business as well that'd be great sure so um you know i kind of talking of business i i'm talking going back to what i mentioned having grown up um my pe parents had a record store when i was a kid so i've always considered myself quite kind of entrepreneurial um dad's first business website went out there in 1998 um we he actually just, just retired last year, but he had a 20 year business selling record player needles because that kind of was the spin off off of his record store kind of business. So spinning that into kind of my approach to dentistry, um, I studied in Sheffield. I um, graduated and realized that I didn't want to just turn into a treadmill dentist. I moved overseas to Australia for a couple of years and worked out there and kind of learned to feel comfortable talking about money and talking about private dentistry and kind of selling an experience as much as anything else, as I say. Um, and I learned kind of the hand skills and the craft that went with that. And I did spend some time over at the Pankey Institute in America. And that's when I kind of learned more about how if you want to have great hand skills, that's all very well and good. But to put it into practice, you have to be surrounded by a team who really get it as well. Um, so... I kind of, you know, fast forward a little bit, I became quite an entrepreneurial thinking associate, I suppose. And even I remember maybe about eight or years, eight years or thereabouts ago, 
I was working for a clinic down um, on the south coast down here near um, Portsmouth, a place called Emsworth. And it was a great forward thinking kind of entrepreneurial focused kind of clinic. They just evolved from a quite old school thinking private practice to a very new school thinking private practice. I remember putting together lots of kind of early doors um, videos about whitening, for example, tooth whitening, um, early days of uh, Facebook. Um, and it was hitting some people in the local area. And I kind of got fascinated with that. And kind of to finally answer your question, um, fast forward a little bit further, um, I met my wife, Tash, who's a um, hygiene therapist. And um, we're down here in Bournemouth. And um, essentially what happened was I realized that I didn't want to be an associate anymore. I'd had enough of it, um, but I, to be blunt, I didn't have the funds in, in the bank. Um, I invested quite heavily in property in the first couple of years after, my, uh, after I graduated. So I didn't have liquid in the bank and I realized that I wanted some freedom and um, my ability to express the marketing stuff that I kind of learned over the years. And um, so we started Bournemouth Straight Teeth, which basically was a, is a room rental kind of agreement. Uh, whereby I use the um, space in an existing clinic uh, in Bournemouth and um, uh, it's on a, as to say, there's fixed costs. It's a flat rate kind of agreement every month and um, I do all my own marketing and branding and um, we have a kind of nice little flow and a, you know, we use a CRM system to kind of track all of our clients from start to, to finish. Um, and, you know, prior to COVID, we were doing really, really well. Mm. Well, it's, it was, you were also the, uh, the first person I knew of doing Zoom consults and you were doing yeah. them ages ago. Oh, I remember getting very excited and sending you an email saying you should be doing Zoom consults and you're like, yep, I'm already doing it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you know, all of that, um, kind of, I've got a few people to thank for that, I suppose. And, you know, I, I learned a lot about, um, how to take dentistry, how to kind of apply entrepreneurial kind of, it just any small private business model into dentistry yeah. i learned a lot of that from richard guyver who was a dentist i worked alongside yeah. with in Hemsworth. and then um you know there's been some other people like derek uttenbrook who's a who's um who's a marketeer then uh, he's taught me a lot about facebook marketing about how to apply some of those concepts into dentistry and um you know i'm talking of kind of the workflow you know i latched onto sales funnels years ago maybe two or three years ago and recognized that to bring people up the ladder of kind of what they're what they perceive in their mind as I'm the guy to go to, um, it takes time. You know, I, yeah. I think actually that's one of the errors we make in dentistry that you, you expect somebody to walk in the door and want that thing straight away. Well, no, it takes time to build somebody up step by step and you've got to put yourself in their mind's eye. What would they want to see from me at this stage of their kind of journey? And that's when they say yes. And that's when they move forward in my sort of system. Yeah. I, it's, it's quite, um, the, the progression in dentistry kind of career progression or business progression is, is far too linear in my opinion. And what mm. I found really interesting when I, when I first met you is that you didn't have capital available. So you didn't have the linear pathway of let's buy a practice and grow it. But in innovation theory, there's a concept called bootlegging. So it's like, what can we actually do with the resources available? And we kind of figure out how to do it on the outskirts. So on the margin. And uh, I just thought it was a prime example of that. And actually you're, um, your sales process essentially is as if not more sophisticated than what I'd see. In Thanks, mate. Yeah, do you know, I'd, I love that aspect of it. And, and um, you know, it could be argued that that makes me quite, um, I don't know, quite, you might, you might be listening to this thinking I'm quite sales focused. I suppose from those roots of... of Very I'm embarrassing if you're a dentist. Oh, I don't want to be sales focused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Sorry. But do you know what? <laughs> but I, 
but I do love that feeling of people coming to us and feeling crap about themselves and actually me having the ability to use words powerfully and use um, their perception of us powerfully yeah. to have them achieve the thing they want to achieve. And I don't think there's anything embarrassing about that. But dentistry, um, often we think of um, sales as a, you know, taking advantage of somebody vulnerable, for example. Um, and I think it's got mixed up. I say this a lot. It gets mixed up with a cell, you know, the, the noun to a cell rather than to sell. Um, yeah. You know, in a, in a magic trick, a cell is a negative thing because you got duped or you got conned. And, and yeah. it's not that at all. So anyway, a bit of an aside for you. Well, you know my feelings on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you I know. know full well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm going to ask you, so obviously this is slightly self-serving. How, how have Hive helped you in this journey? Do you know what? I look back at this and it kind of happened just very organically, very kind of ad hoc. Um, I came across Hive um, years ago, probably about eight years ago, um, and then ended up finding your team of accountants. So you guys have been my accountants for about uh, eight years or thereabouts. Um, I wanted at the time to make sure I was tax planning um, effectively. I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing crazy things with my money. I wanted to have some capital available to invest in property, as I said I did. and uh, you know in recent times that relationship has stood me in good stead with you guys because um it became about trust um so i came across johnny um on a course that i was um i was part of um, called the wired um uh, orthodontic course in chepstow and that was great fun and um, team of people that i kind of really uh, understand are on my level and it's one of those things where because johnny became part of that and part of that tribe um you know he's been part of it for years as you know i um, realized that he was on my wavelength too and we chatted over lunch we chatted over dinner and it became one of those things where I went yeah he's a, he's a go-to guy and we started asking some more questions and then suddenly um, you know I'd known of you and known of Ross for a little while I suppose from blogs and things that you guys have put out and you always talk sense but I love the way that you always would think about the macroeconomics um, and how what the implications were on dentistry I suppose um, and to be honest despite thinking I knew a little bit about how to read accounts and stuff like that, you know, it wasn't alien to me to look at, look at a balance sheet, for example, having grown up in business, but um, you know, I kind of, I needed you guys to be able to tell me what the real numbers meant in plain English. And I loved that. Um, The ability to say, actually, is this a good opportunity? What do I need to do next? Where are my horizons? I I love that concept when you always talk about horizon one and horizon two, and actually it boils it down into where do I, I actually want to be myself forget business forget dentistry where do i want to be myself in 20 years time and then let's just work backwards from there yeah yeah it's using it rather uh, as a vehicle rather than an end in itself it's actually yeah. how do you use it as a stepping stone to the next phase yeah so yeah well that's great so we, we've spoken for about 25 minutes before this so <laughs> and maybe not some of our more wacky things we've been discussing but do you have any predictions for the future or the future of dentistry or anything to come up? Yeah, I, I still feel very optimistic about everything um i've always been that kind of guy i i look for well kind of as we were mentioning about the evening and weekend business that i sort of i like bootleg time by the way i'm going to use that term i, I like myself being the bootleg beetles kind of thing yeah. not quite floppy head enough but um yeah i um i think my predictions for things going forward are that there will be an opportunity will be opportunities particularly for entrepreneurial focused associates smart thinking associates who see that you don't have to jump on the old school linear pathway like you say 
Um, I think if you were one or two years qualified, for example, this is still relevant for you because there's still a, a journey that you can follow. But I think you have to, what I'm telling um, young associates who kind of become part of my circle of people is that, you know, you might have to, for the first couple of years, take a salaried position and learn the craft, learn, learn what it's about to be in dentistry and actually do a bit of everything. And that involves draining the compressor and doing all the nitty gritty stuff that you have to do to run a business to become a valuable person. And, and you know, there's a journey in the future. I think a sliding scale type associate position makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. I think mm. businesses need to think a little bit, step back, look at the bigger picture. And as we've said so many times, know your numbers. Yeah. Because I feel quite lucky to actually know my numbers in detail, partly because it's quite it's just literally me and my wife, you know, doing our thing. It's very easy to know my numbers. I don't have tons of stuff that I have to worry about. Um, and everything is contained within a you know, fixed cost base rather than worrying about all these extra bills and regulatory things that come, come, come my way every five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, I think, I think if you, if you think a little bit left field occasionally, it will, it will, make things work for you one other thing that by the way along those lines if you have got a more traditional kind of clinic um looking at the numbers as i am with some friends and colleagues who who have that kind of clinic um i think there's a really good opportunity to use covid to your advantage to change your business model in the sense that if you have got solid hygienists who really know what they're doing and you've got some therapists in your team actually now is the biggest best excuse ever to change your model into that way of doing things. So a hygiene led examination type system, for example, if you can work out the cost, uh, the overheads for, I don't know, 50 minutes or an hour type appointment, and you've got, I don't know, an intro or scanner in the room and the hygienist that you have is trained enough to be able to guide that one appointment and your dentist walks in for five or 10 minutes as part of that segment somewhere in the sort of journey, Honestly, that is gold. Uh, I think that is really where the opportunity is. All of this, I, yeah, I love what you're saying. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the second webinar Michael Cernick did for us, but he's, yeah. he's actually putting together, well, he's put together, it's like a 20 module course on how to do that. And I was yeah. actually discussing him with him the other day about the, you know, you could do it with like an apprentice dentist. So who's learning to do it. So it's not even though it would be Zach who'd be the first dentist that learns it to build a scalable business, you could have a system that actually trained as you went along as well. Sure. It's, it's, it becomes a part of that person's um, career journey as well. You know, and I think there's also something to be said for creating a career pathway for that young dentist that I mentioned, who might be taking a salary at the beginning, be yeah. a sliding scale associate. Well, they might want to be a, you know, a minority, um, stakeholder in the business at some point too. And I think there's a really good transition to be had there, forgive me, pardon well, me. I, I um, really like your advice yeah. to the uh, young associate as well. I heard something great the other day, I think it was from Michael Malice or something, that was when you're starting out in your career, don't try and be exceptional, be reliable and predictable. So, yeah. and I was just like, that's so true. Don't like, don't try and be kind of being the hero all the time. Just make sure that your manager can predict what you're going to do and it's reliable and it's on time and it's of good quality and then once you've got your kind of table stakes in place that's when you can start to actually excel in different areas i wish someone had told me that uh, huh. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and not just spend 18 hours grinding things out then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah Final question, again, self-serving. Would you recommend Hive? Well, possibly self-serving, possibly not. Would you recommend Hive and to who? 
I would definitely recommend Hive Business. Yeah, I think you guys are fantastic. Yeah, actually, I love the thing. I love the fact that um, you guys always work to your strengths individually. I mean, um, for example, I love the fact that there are times when you'll say, "No, talk to Ross about that because he knows a lot. That's his area of expertise." Um, we've got a great relationship um, with, with the accountancy side of things. Um, and I've always found you just very approachable. You talk real English and um, yeah, that's the thing that I love in any business. The narrative is not old school. I'm the professional. Don't come to me. Don't burden me. It's very much send me an email, talk to me like a friend and I'll be your advisor kind of thing. And um, so for example, Connor has, has been our accountant for the last, last couple of years and he's fantastic. Yeah. I love that approach. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Zach. Thanks for giving up some time on a, on a sunny Saturday. That's right, um, but that's brilliant. Let's get out and enjoy the sun. Cheers. Cheers, Dan. Very good, Zach. I think that's... Thank you, mate. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Have a Useful? Good brilliant. What yeah. more can you ask for? I think it's, <laughs> awesome. take, some, take some snippets out of it. It's too much in waffle in one go. <laughs> no, I think you look very slick. <laughs> <laughs> I try, mate. Yeah, it's all this fancy camera setup, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Take care, buddy. Thanks. See you Bye. soon. Bye.